the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Once again, I've got family members staying with me as their house, their second home, their first home burned down three years ago. Their second home in that same general area is probably burned down. It reminds me to remind you, learn a little bit about your insurance product. I have a friend who bought a home yesterday, and I took him a homewarming gift. (laughs) Wrong words to use, right? You got a bottle of champagne, a couple of champagne glasses, a coffee maker, a couple of things like that, right? And in the middle of the night, he had to evacuate, and his home is on TV right now. It's the, the road that he lives on is on TV because it's a higher up point, and that road is destroyed. So I'm pretty sure he lost his house that he owned for all of one day. One of the things we talked about yesterday was the insurance on the place. And how, well, because in California, 25% of all homes are considered to be in a fire area. That means a million-dollar home's worth 950000 It's a $50,000 ding. Where you would say, my home's worth more if it wasn't in a fire area, right? So his wife said, you know, we talked to someone whose home burned down three years ago. Um, they went to their school. Really good friend. Really nice people. We played together in pre-pre-preschool, and their home burned down three years ago, and they had this insurance guy. So that insurance guy insured my friend. It's going to be fascinating for me to tell this story in the years to come because he was in it for less than one day. And as I, as I went through it, I was doing some inventory. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see some bad work here. I could see some weak work here. I could see some wood rotting here. You got some water issue there. Like I could see the areas adding up. He was probably looking at a two-year fixer-upper because when COVID hit, a lot of people in the Bay Area said, I want to live within a one hour or two hours of the Bay Area, I, but I want to be closer to wine country than, than not. Some people went to the mountains. Some people went to the beaches. Some people went, you know, we, we all scattered different places. So he bought this home thinking, okay, there was already a massive fire on half the town, probably won't hit the other half. It's almost like buying during after a hurricane. This is different, though, because after a hurricane or an earthquake, people leave the area. This is a case where three years later, people are coming back to the area as a second home versus a we have to escape due to fire. So I'm pretty sure he has really good insurance. And he's going to be able to make a claim on it, which is almost ludicrous, and have a home basically rebuilt for him brand new. And everything that I walked through... And said, oh, that, that, you can't have a party out here. You can't have too many people. His deck looked really dangerous. And he's like, I'll just put up a sign. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I don't think you understand the structure of it's bad. 
So I'm not a home contractor in any way, shape, or form, but I do know how to look through a home really quickly and see danger. Blessing or curse? His TV's on fire right now. Or his, not his TV. Well, yes, his TV. He hit, but all he had in his home was a TV and a cable box. The insurance claim's not going to be that difficult. He had a coffee maker for me, which did not start the fire. And that's it. Kitchen was pretty new, but everything else in the house was a fixer-upper. Wow. Blessing or curse? You can't penalize them for, you know, getting a check for $900,000 and rebuilding a $600,000 house. Brand new. Or can you? I don't know. But it's a reminder of insuring things. The opposite side of that story is when I first moved to the Bay Area back in 2000, 2001, there were what known as the Oakland Hellfires. And I could be slightly wrong on a year here, but the Oakland Hellfires, I was like, I got to the Bay Area. I'm on a news channel, Channel 4. I said, "Give, do you want to do something interesting with this? You want my take on fire? And it was a little bit insensitive, but I said, give me $100,000. I'll go buy 10 houses. I was like, you can't buy 10 houses in the Bay Area for $100,000. I said, watch me. I'm going to buy the house next to the one that's on fire. And if it stops right there, it was a good deal for me. And if it burns down, it was a good deal for the guy to take owner. And it was a little bit of a joke. It was tongue in cheek. It was almost literally you have to buy a house that's almost on fire to get a deal in the Bay Area. It showed you supply and demand. But it also showed you about insurance and other issues, right? Crown didn't let me do it. They, they thought I would have been shot and murdered. And I probably would have been shot and murdered. So good for them for helping me think it through. But it, it does bring up that question on insurance, doesn't it? So the Oakland Hills, a lot of people had homes up there. My daddy bought this house when I was three. And I've lived in it since I was 57 years old, and I pay $1 on property taxes. $1 on property taxes. Screw you and your $1,200 property tax bill per month. I don't care. So what a lot of people learned in the Oakland Hills fire, because we weren't used to wildfires. I don't think there were a story then, was that they were underinsured, that they bought it. My daddy bought it 47 years ago, and he had an insurance policy that was 47 years old. So he had it insured for $100,000 to rebuild because that's what it was worth 47 years ago when he bought it for 100000 but it's now worth a million. So a lot of people in Oakland learned, oh, I got to up those numbers every five years, or I should have upped those numbers every five years. And yes, that means you pay more money. You're no longer insuring a $100,000 structure. To rebuild it, it's going to cost $650,000 to get the people up the hill, to get the concrete poured, to get the permits done, to get the chimneys re- rebuilt. All that's going to cost money, more money today than it did 47 years ago. So today's lesson should be, are you properly insured? My first life insurance policy was for a million dollars because it was essentially for a home. I bought a home and I had a, a lovely uh, fiancé, I guess is the right word to say. But I was the primary breadwinner between the two of us. So I said, let's insure me in case I have a heart attack. You could still live here. Now, factor it a couple years later, a couple kids, um, different salaries, and it, we should revisit that life insurance policy. It's no longer meant for one person in case I die to cover a home. 
it's suddenly meant for something different. And that you should look at your life insurance as dynamic and not as static. You should look at your home insurance as dynamic and not static. Yes, I get that when you're 22 years old, your first experience with an insurance policy is probably rental insurance. And you can look at a rental insurance as probably more static than dynamic because you don't own the property. You just own the stuff that's inside the property. And yes, you want to insure your $1,000 TV in case the place burns down, but no one's going to die if you, they don't get you a $1,000 TV. So I would say rental insurance is more static in your mind than dynamic, right? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we talk about Amazon and GM amongst 34 firms to share private diversity data. I, I don't have much of an opinion on this. I know you don't pay me, but I know that I'm paid to have an opinion, and I should have an opinion on corporations with diversity data. I could say it's an investment theme, um, but I don't know it well enough to be intimate and to give you any sort of feedback on good idea, bad idea, or anything else. I can tell you it's more of a demand going forward, and it's probably good demand to have. But the data's out on how much I can help you interpret that data. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I try my very best to put together a good show for you that has something useful and something entertaining. And I guess today's theme of the show is check your insurance levels. What I do is not rocket science. It is not anything other than simple math that works in your favor, using it to your advantage. Stock market is up seven out of 10 years. That's almost like me being a Patriots fan. It's pretty easy to be a Patriots fan because they put a winning product on the field every single year, most years. They very, very rarely have losing seasons. Now, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point in time, other than to say, in the last 10, 15 years, if you bet on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl, you probably made pretty good money. If you did it at the start of the year, you probably made pretty good money. Uh, winning organization, right? Um. One of the things I try to do is try to teach you, like, it's not rocket science to do what I do. First and foremost, you have to have a plan. I want to retire should be your number one plan. If you're listening and you're earning money from age 20 to 60, your whole number one plan should be, I want to live from 60 to 100 without a job. Because that's probably what's going to happen. Or some sort of form of that. So you have a plan. You have a goal. You have a plan. So your plan could be, I want to retire 60 years old with a million dollars. And you have zero right now, so you can figure out the math, what you're going to need to do per month. It's not that hard. But then you have to look at your budget. Not that hard. There's a couple good websites out there. Um, there's one that is super, super simple called Mint, M-I-N-T. There's one at LearnVest. And it'll basically, you can punch in your credit cards, you can punch in your bank account, and bloop, 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 it'll show you, holy mackerel, you have a drinking problem, or holy mackerel, you have a restaurant problem, or a vacation problem. You'll see what's in your budget. There was one CFP that I know that 
yeah, let's see if I can find it for you. I'll, I'll look during the break, and if I can find it, I'll let you know. But I think if you Google CFP Excel spreadsheet expenses, you'll find it yourself. That what he did was came up with exactly how much you should be spending exactly everywhere in your life at certain age brackets. Uh, let's see if I got it. I saw it this weekend. And um, I thought it was kind of interesting. No, 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 no. Anyhow, um, I'll take a look during the break, so I'm not doing it while on air and super distracted, if you know what I'm, know, what I'm saying. There's a lot of good tools out there that can help you with a budget. Okay, so you have a budget, you have a goal, you have a plan to get to that goal. Um, you figure out in your budget where you're spending too much, then you have to start saving I'm fine with you go, doing TD Ameritrade. I'm fine with you doing acorns.com, uh, an app on your phone. I, I don't really want you doing Robinhood because to me that's not really – it almost gamifies the whole notion of saving. I, I kind of want you to have an adult relationship. And what you could do is what I did at one point in time. Fidelity had a credit card that 2% went to go back into uh, my retirement account. So you could maybe you'll link up a credit card to your plan kind of thing. So when I say 15% of my salary at work, that's lovely. But I want to save more. So what I do with all my credit card rewards, whether it's my 2% cashback card or my Fidelity credit card or um, my travel, I use my travel cards for travel, but I, I use the rewards to save more money. And I have no problem saying that out loud. Like, oh, I don't need the 2% back. Trust me. Let's let's invest it in something and see how that does. Totally good with that. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, there's a certified financial planner that came up with a really cute, almost game for lack of a, and I just said I don't like the gaming of financial information. Uh, but you can take a look for yourself. It's called Planancial. Uh, it's personal finance classes that are free. And you can find out more at Plan, as in financial, Planancial, financial with a plan in front of it. So instead of an F I N, it's P L A N. And it's just kind of teaching you as you go. I don't know. That may be a little bit too much for the average person. Like, just let me have, you know, a day off from this routine of saving money. I get it. Positivity rate for coronavirus jumps to 25% in some Midwest states. Small businesses are creating plans to stay alive. Um, this has been some year, no? Stocks have extended rallies. With Dow up 500 points, banks and techs are rising. That's kind of nice to see. We had a very strong day on Friday in the markets, and we're getting a little bit of follow-through today. After a week of a lot of doubt on will Congress get together and do a stimulus plan or not, the election is swinging to a Supreme Court fight versus a COVID fight of Lane blame and, and just got a lot more tense last week, it feels like. Amazon Prime Day is going to kick off on October 13th. 
boy, did they mess that one up. They typically do it in July. And this year they postponed Amazon Prime Day for they they just they weren't feeling it. They couldn't do the delivery mechanisms, what have you. Maybe the product wasn't in place. Just do two Amazon Prime Days. It's, it's a made up holiday anyway, right? Which brings me to um, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He says this every Black Friday. He gets out on CNBC. I don't know what he's doing. It's repetitive information. But he says, if Americans, if average Americans are going to shop for big ticket items, the best day to do it is on Black Friday, Amazon Prime Day. He's like, that's fine. Take advantage of those 40% off sales. I don't disagree with him on that one. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call, 800-516-1220. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I think every 10 years, you should probably assess your financial plan. In your 20s, I want you to make mistakes. In your 20s, I want you to start thinking about saving. I want you to save a little bit. It could be 3%. In your 50s, I, I hope you have reassessed your plan and you're like you're close to where you want to be. In your 20s, you don't have to be. In your 30s, you should start seeing something of an image of what the goal looks like. In your 40s, now is the time to really hunker down. In your 50s, you may have to start reassessing your goals and what you did right or wrong. If you've saved too much, I, I have no problem with you spending a little bit more. I'm fine with that. If you haven't, I have no problem with you saying, okay, I'm not going to hit the goals that I have to hit. So at age 60, I'm going to move to a, a lower income state, a cost of living where I can get by on less. I have no problem with you saying, I'm going to work a little bit longer if you can do that. I've been put in a position, I've put myself in a situation, I don't know what to say correctly. I won't have to work till the day I die. I hope I work until the day I die because part of my plan is to stay entertained. And this is entertaining to me talking to you about stocks and investing and retirement. Um, But I don't know that's going to happen. And again, I enjoy sleeping in too. When you decide to have your whole career be based off New York stock market time, Ugh, it's not good for the sleeping hat patterns, right? On the East Coast, it's a little bit easier because you work at 9.30 to 4, right? That's not so bad. But on the West Coast, you're 6.30 is when the market opens, and you have to be ready for the market, so you're 4.30 latest if you want to stay up on what's happening on, on New York Stock Exchange. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So in your 50s, retirement is no longer something... That's going to be happening far off in the distant, distant future. It's much more now. If you've been a super saver and a super investor your whole life, you're you're probably going to be good. But I see too many 50-year-olds get there and go, now I need to start saving. Now that the kids are finally off to college. And then I see the tragedy of a divorce where one household was cheaper than two. Two households are more expensive than one. To keep rent over your head, uh, you know, 
just more expensive. It's just more expensive. And what I really see is some people that just don't have a plan at all. So that's what I'm trying to push for here is do anything you can to beg, steal, or borrow when you're younger. 3% is fine. But when you're 50 and you don't really see that you're going to hit your numbers, you got to start putting your airline points. You got to start like saying no more vacations. You got to start saying lower cost of living. You got to start saying, um, I'm going to work a job at a Home Depot to keep money coming in. Remember, there's three ways money works in my mind. You can get a better education. You can earn more money. That's tough to do when you're 50, right? When you're 20, you could say, whoops, I messed up. This degree is not going to help me much. I'm going to go back to school and get uh, do something else. So you can earn more money. You can save more money. You could be super thrifty. I got no problems with coupons. I got problems with coupons that you wouldn't use in the first place. Um, so you earn, you save, and you invest. And you, those are the three ways that money works in your life, in my opinion. I had a great story yesterday. And I, I want to share this because I wanted to make this part of the Rob Black canon. Because um, now I've shared someone else's advice. And once I do that, it, it becomes mine it, forevermore. Uh, a neighbor, he, I had a clogged toilet probably two Mondays ago. And I was plunging in the middle of the night, plunging in the middle of the night, plunging in the middle of the night. And uh, the next morning I, I go out and I, I, I look next to my car and there's a clear out valve that I plunged a basically a softball-sized thing of toilet paper, just this massive blockage that turned into a softball. I plunged it all the way through the system, and it blew out of the system, blew out my clear-out valve, and was sitting right next to it. And it was nasty. It was filthy. It was gross. I've got some plumbing stories in my life now that I think about it. i got a good one about rental insurance tied towards toilets overflowing. So I plunged it, I plunged it, I plunged it. I got it out, right? And I'm telling my neighbor, I'm like, I didn't know that was a clear-out valve there. I thought that was just a, a French valve, a French drain. And he didn't, he didn't. He was surprised by it, too. He thought it went to nowhere. But it was. It, it's an interesting home, to say the least, when you have two home-educated people can't figure out what was that drain there for. So I pushed a big thing all the way. And I, it's funny because it's like a movie where you're like, I didn't know that I could push a baseball all the way through your plumbing from inside to the outside of the home. That was stunning for me. And I was like, whoa, I've never done that. That's a first. So my neighbor gave the greatest piece of advice. He goes, I got two teenage kids. I quickly learned the joys of single ply versus double ply equals less plumbing in your home to fix. I'm like, okay, wait, wait. Did you just say cheap toilet paper that's single ply? He did. And he goes, when my kids go to hotels, they think they're in heaven now because the toilet paper is so lush. And like, that's a funny piece of advice for your home on how to save money. A plumbing bill would cost me $5,000, up to $5,000, $500,000, right? Depending on how complicated the situation is. I don't put grease down my drains. I don't put fruit peels down my drains. Like I treat my drains as if they're, they're goddesses. I treat them well, and they treat me pretty well. There's some stuff like that, um, some practical financial advice. I'd almost call it like Martha Stewart money. Like, I don't ever clean with hot water. I don't wear, wear white clothes. I'm not a, a DJ. I'm not, you know, a pit bull. I'm not going to Miami wearing all my white. So I, I rarely run hot water in my clothes. I Guess what? I'm not really getting my clothes all that dirty, so I rarely run them on anything but gentle. So I'm saving one-third more power every time I'm washing than you because you're doing the long cycle or the super clean cycle or the super hot cycle. Eh, 
No one's ever said, Rob, you look kind of dingy in that shirt. You could use a little more hot water in it. What advice do you have that's almost so stupid it's wonderful? Um, like, I don't, you know, I don't over dry clothes. I always use towels twice. Like, do you have anything practical that your mama taught you? I can tell you I got a smaller plumbing bill because that single ply advice is pretty good advice. It's like, like I know, how much did I smoke this weekend? This is financial advice for people who are I, right? Um, It goes back to a a simple one. Uh, I have fruit trees in my yard because they save me money. It makes no sense for me to have a fig tree because I don't eat figs. It makes no sense for me to have a big oak tree because I don't eat oaks. So to me, lemons, limes, and oranges, heaven. If I could grow apples, I'd grow apples. But I save on those, right? And sometimes my neighbors think I'm cool because I bring them, you know, the leftovers, the extra lemons. Who doesn't like to cook with lemon? Honestly, I think it's a deal breaker. I think it's a deal breaker. But what pieces of advice do you have? Um, I'd be interested if you have any real good, simple, practical ways to save money. Um, I know people who share Netflix passwords because they think you know, Netflix makes enough money, so we're just going to steal their content. I don't like that kind of a free advice, but it, I, I, I get it. So, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we talk about. I think I started this whole segment that said something along the lines of: you earn money, you save money, you invest money. You have to think of those as three different relationships with money in your life. Um, you always ensure what you can't afford to lose. That's also kind of a financial staple of mine. And I'm not going to get, I'm going to get away from the single ply toilet paper to then double ply toilet paper to ensure things you can't afford to lose. I see a lot of people throw money away because they're trying to ensure their investments. No, you ensure your income with life insurance. You insure things you can't afford to lose with insurance. I don't need to insure my good looks because I'm going to lose them. I'm not on TV because of my good looks. I'm on TV because I'm smart. Same thing, you know, insure what you can't afford to lose. I see the only tech insurance that I get, when the phone's $1,200 and you have a spouse that has broken every single phone she owns, you insure it. Um, I've never broken a phone. Knock on glass, right? Uh, never dropped one in a toilet, never dropped one on the ground. I treat my phones like I treat my, my, my drains, like goddesses. And for the record, I don't use a phone case because I think Steve Jobs spent so much money designing a beautiful piece of industrial art that to put it in a case is kind of, kind of the wrong idea. But then again, I don't break phones, so I don't insure phones. I would insure an iPad because I've, I've dropped an iPad or two in my life. Um, but again, I also have extra money. So to me, a replacement iPad, I'm not going to insure something that can be replaced for $200 for $200. The math has to work. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Uh, we're talking now about House Democrats are pushing to renew efforts for second round of $1,200 stimulus checks. Um, will that get done this week? I know that in two weeks we're starting our Supreme Court Senate hearings. I, I don't know what to expect there. 
it's I have to imagine it's going to be dramatic, though, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I saw some interesting news. Saturday Night Live is coming back October 3rd, which is right around the corner, right? The person they've hired to play the part of Joe Biden in their shows is not a regular cast member. He's outside the cast. He's someone you know, though. Jim Carrey is going to play Joe Biden. And there was controversy about should he have been hired? Should he not have been hired? What are we doing? Or we've lost our minds hiring a Canadian to play an American. Like, really? Do is this that dramatic of a hire? I don't have my brain. It's not big enough for things like that. Just throwing that out there for you. Um, I don't know. I find things to worry about, and I find things that I just go, ah, let's, let's let's pass that one through. But I did grow up as a child who wanted to stay up till midnight for no other reason than to stay up to midnight. And I think it's super important that kids stay up to midnight and watch Saturday Night Live in their lifetime. Don't know why. Don't know if it's still appropriate. Don't have any of those answers. I try not to be the person who's telling you how to live your life. I try to stick to the earn money, invest money, save money philosophies of this show. Um, Doesn't always play out like that. Uh, My mind is in a different place today because yesterday I was in Santa Rosa at a house that burned down overnight. A friend of mine bought a house. I took him a housewarming gift. Um, He showed me the house. He walked through it. He was super proud of it. I hope he had some video because those moments are up in smoke, so to speak. Um, he didn't live there his whole life. It was going to be a second home. He had it properly insured. So th- it's a good financial story for him. But for some people, another fire is is a disaster. Do you have it to go back? Do you have the stuff that you need? I don't care about any memories. I'm not going to sit there when I'm 92 years old and say, I wish I had my boy's first diaper. He always pooped big and I saved his diaper. I I could lose that kind of stuff in fires. I'm not very emotional or sentiment. Um, out of all my family, I was the first person to open a retirement account when I turned 18. Out of all my family, I was the first person to have a savings account outside of a bank account, at a brokerage account. And I'm doing it on at my age. And I was also the youngest kid, so I probably had some older brothers to watch them make some financial mistakes, right? Make yourself proud. Get your first savings account for your kid before they're 18. Get them a retirement account when they're 18 or when they're earning income. You're going to look back on that and go, that's a lot of money. Starting at 21, saving $200 a month, you end up with $570,000 at age 65. $200 a month is what? It's, it's the dumb stuff CFPs talk about. A cup of coffee a day. It's it's not you can find two hundred dollars a month going to your friends' houses every weekend and going through their couches. Okay, that's going to get old fast, but you can you get the idea. If you wait till you're twenty five and save two hundred dollars a month, you're only going to have four hundred thirty five thousand. If you wait till you're thirty seven, it's only be one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Now, the difference between twenty one, twenty five, and thirty seven is massive. Time is the greatest money-making asset anyone can possess. 
people incorrectly say that Albert Einstein said, you know, money doubles every 7.2 years. It's computational growth. He didn't. He never even said anything close to that. There's no evidence of it. But they're trying to ascribe something genius with a genius. Time is the greatest money-making asset you can possess. Homes can burn down. You have insurance. Divorces happen. You're going to lose half of what you had going into it, in theory. I don't know if that's a male perspective or a female perspective. It's just a perspective. There's going to be road bumps along the way. Your health is going to go poor. Oh, yesterday I was in Santa Rosa for a funeral. That's worthy of note as well. Um, not a COVID funeral, we don't think. But it was a pretty tragic situation when he was in cancer treatment at the hospital. No one was allowed to see him. So his children didn't get that process of, you know, touching the, the father that they had and watching him physically decline because they weren't allowed to go in the hospital and he was, you know, stayed in the hospital. Whoa, right? That was early COVID where hospitals were on lockdowns. I don't know what they're like today because I don't have that experience of trying to get into a hospital today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the questions you should have today is, where am I going to live when I retire? You could be 20 years old and ask yourself that question. You could be 70 years old and ask yourself that question. But everyone should ask themselves where they're going to live when they retire. The number of households with people age 80 and over rose 71% from 1990 to 2016. From 4.4 million people age 80 and over to 7.5 million people as far as households go. Over the next 20 years, the number of households are going to double again. Retirement communities are changing dramatically. So when I ask you a question, where are you going to retire? The news this morning is showing a retirement community up in Santa Rosa being evacuated. And it's kind of interesting because they're putting them all on buses because they don't know where to go. I don't know if it's their mental facilities or if they don't have children in the area. Um, but again, it shows you where are you going to live when you're 70? You should ask yourself that question, Dan. Like that should help you. That should be your financial lesson of the day. And we'll come up with a new lesson tomorrow. So be ready for school because there will be a quiz. This is a civil war and you have to choose sides. But it's a civil war where no one's going to die. We're just going to say, are you going to retire or not? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.